The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. What does it mean to be present, to try and stay in the moment that you're in and not worry about the future or regret the past? It's something I've been trying to do for a long time. I'm Diane Ray, and I have always had questions about the big picture. God, life after death, spirituality, metaphysics, and what drives people to do what they do. And I like to ask them about it and learn from it. If you're a seeker like me, I hope you join me for some of these conversations on the podcast and be present with me in this moment. Thank you so much for joining me for the conversation today. And if you are a listener of this podcast, then you'll probably agree that you're interested in spiritual, paranormal, and metaphysical topics. If you're like me, you're interested in those things. You want to see an angel. You want to connect with the other side. And you probably also want to be able to communicate with guides and angels and access information to help you make decisions to have a better life or more substance. I mean, I've always been interested in these kinds of things and exploring these. And I've also always been interested in signs, you know, from other realms or synchronicities or being able to access another consciousness. And I've had experiences that I can't explain and I've always wanted to understand them. And if you're listening to this, you probably have too. So if you feel the same, we're all in this together. We're all all interested in these things. And then you're really going to love what my guest has to say today. Lillian Fortna has had an amazing life and she shares some of it with us in her book, Winks from Above, opening up to signs and synchronicities to receive little miracles each day. And it's part memoir, part self-help book. And Lillian shares how to deepen the ability that we all have to communicate with our guides and angels and open up our own innate intuitive abilities. And you can find out all about the book at the website winksfromabove.com. And the book is also on Amazon. And I've been having so much fun with it. So I'm so happy to welcome you to the podcast today, Lillian. Thank you so much, Diane, for having me. Thanks for joining me. I love to talk about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. It is fun. It's so fun. And I love to learn from people like you. And I want to congratulate you first of all on the book, because you've won several awards, um, including a silver medal global book award in 2022 and a book excellence award. Uh, You were a finalist. That's just name a few. So your book's been resonating with people that must make you feel really good. Yes, yes, really, because I did not know when I started how far it would go, but my desire is to share with people what I have learned, sometimes the hard way, and and uh, have people use those little things that are not difficult to, to, to acquire to make their life easier. Well, have- it was definitely um, sparking some uh, memories and, and things for me, and and there's some great exercises in the book that we're going to share with people. So um, the book is in uh, in three parts. And I, I really, I loved part one 
because that's a memoir. I love memoirs. I love biographies. I love reading about people's life. And we were talking a little bit before the podcast and I said, your life has been so interesting and mine seems so boring by comparison um, because you've had these incredible experiences and you were born um, in Vietnam to a French father and a Vietnamese mother. And you were raised by your paternal grandmother, which was a, a very difficult situation. And, and you share a lot of that in the book. And it seemed like you spent a lot of time alone as a child. And do you think that this helped to shape your intuitive abilities, a lot of those childhood experiences? Yes, absolutely. Because I had to have a connection somewhere. I was not allowed to talk to other children or play with others. But I had the great fortune to live in a house. On one side, some steps led to the beach. And it was a deserted area, especially at that time in the 50s. Um, and the other side led to the woods. So I was always in nature. And any animals, uh, wild animals, insects, they were all my friends. I talked to the trees. I talked to the wind. I talked to anything because I didn't have anybody to talk. But I felt they were responding to me. I felt I had the, the support. They were my friends. And that remained pretty much that way, even though I moved away from that beautiful location when I was nine and I went to boarding school. But fortunately, I was exposed to art, music, writing and uh, literature um, and painting. And because of that, art replaced a little bit what I did not have, what I was missing in nature. It was talking to my soul, and I was able to, to, to continue this type of connection I had when I was a young child via art. So I would highly recommend art. Yes. I've been wanting to explore that more myself, just to give myself more time to do artistic things like, you know, painting or, I mean, over the pandemic, I tried pottery like other people did, you know, trying to explore those parts of yourself that we never had had time to do. So I definitely want to to pick up those things again. And mm -hmm. it seemed like, you know, as as you were growing up, you described the area, like you said, it's it sounded just so beautiful, but kind of sad, you know, because you were alone, but you're in this beautiful place, this beach, like this old, um, you know, the architecture and, and the buildings where you grew up. I mean, when you were writing this part of the book, was that memoir section difficult to write? Was it hard to kind of go back and visit some of those things? Yes, there were many parts that were very difficult because they were cruel in many ways. So most of my adult life, I did not want to revisit because it was painful. But I understood that I had to because I wanted to write a book to help others. And there are many people out there who did not have a perfect childhood either. And I needed to talk to these people as well. So I revisited the very difficult part. I asked my guides for help. And I would write at night. Typically, 3.30 in the morning was a perfect time to get up and write. And I would communicate because I wanted to be truthful in what I said. I did not want, not want to embellish or exaggerate the story. I wanted it to be very true as, as, you know, as, as I've actually experienced it. So um, I got a lot of help there. 
And it was excruciating at times. I went through a period when I was writing all these uh, stories. It was difficult, but it was very cathartic. At the end of it, first of all, I had a better understanding on the people who were mean to me. Um, I could understand why. And I reached a point where not only I forgave them, but I thank them. I thank them for one reason, is that I would not be who I am today. I wouldn't be the strong person I am today. And in fact, all the different episodes that were so hard were like steps, steps leading me to move forward, but also climb. And for that, I'm very thankful because my mission that I have now is to help others. And I think without all these very difficult ep episodes in my life, I would not be able to do so as well. Right. I think people will relate to that section and a lot of the things that you experienced and the fact that, you know, you, you're saying looking back that all of those things brought you to where you are today. And would you, I mean, I'm sure if you could change things, you could, but I don't know, maybe all those things were meant to happen. What happened actually, what happened actually was quite interesting because most of my life I, I would see my childhood and, and it was sort of gray. I mean, there were parts I remember that were beautiful because the environment was so beautiful. I could not forget that. But there were parts that stood out when I started facing the difficult time. And once I forgave, and not only that, but I also thanked the people and I started to understand, suddenly the gray cloud that was around me, that was surrounding all that period of my life, disappeared. And I started to see the beautiful things that were happening back then that I never really thought much about. Um, and so I, I was able to write some uh, interesting but uh, beautiful stories, for instance, with animals, etc. And uh, some of them are a little bit sad, but some of them not, like uh, like the, the dog coming to pick me up every morning <laughs> at my gate, barking and bringing me back. It's based on, on a story that is a bit sad because I was bullied. But the story itself, when I look at that little dog, it was the... He was owned by the priest of the village. But he would come in the morning, hoo, 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 <laughs> and then I knew it was time to go to school. How did he know? And then um, when school was over, he would wait by the gate of the school and trot back with me. And he, he had a task to do. That was so obvious, you know, with my, my grown-up mind, I could see that he had a task. He, was, he did not want to play. He was picking me up, escorting me, leaving me at the gate and doing the reverse. And no, no playing involved or staying behind to, you know, play on the beach or something. Nothing. Just I'm doing my job. <laughs> so there are so many beautiful little stories like that that come back that I was robbed of because of my mindset. And I think for a lot of people, it will be the same. You know, there, there are so many things that were not that bad or were actually nice, but we, they are buried under a lot of sadness, a lot of negativity that we keep. And 
it's not right. We we only have one life. We we have to expel all these things that are weigh and us down and uh and and try to see the beauty that uh that we were born into in many ways. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Right, and that must have been so powerful to be able to let go of some of those feelings and in, in that forgiveness process you know, yes. that, that you went freedom. through. That, freedom, yeah. freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> and you share it so beautifully in the book. Um, and that story is cute uh, with the dog. The, there, there was another, there's been several dogs, I guess, that you mentioned throughout the book. There was another dog that th- things didn't work out quite so good for him. And that, and that made me sad. Oh, um, it was, a, yeah. It, you know, when I think of that story, there is still sadness in me because he was my friend. It, 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 didn't belong to us, but he spent so much time with me that uh, it's like he was with me for a very long part of my uh, childhood. And then when I saw him wounded and there was a rib protruding slightly, I mean, a bone, and and he was so, he was emaciated and uh, he could barely move. But when one morning I heard barking, I looked and the, the road at the, at the turn, he was right there barking as soon as he saw me, he went into the forest and someone found him, um, I don't know, maybe two, three days later by the pond where we, he and I would play quite often. That's where he went to die. And so he came to say goodbye before he died. And, you know, I, I remember these things. Those are beautiful. It is. It's so, it's so sad though. It just, it, bra- it, it breaks my heart, but he, you were probably the one light part in his life and he loved you and he mm-hmm. wanted to give you he wanted to give you that sign that's another sign and I'm always the one that if if I'm watching a movie I don't want the animal to die <laughs> you know like if the dog dies I don't want you know I don't want to watch this movie because <laughs> I, I get so upset if anything happens to the animals um, mm-hmm. but you you've had in the book and you share these connections that you had with nature and, and with animals and uh and it's really beautiful and I want to talk about because the book is about signs and synchronicities and in, in part two of the book, I want to talk about some of the stories that you share, uh, because it did get me thinking of some of the things in my own life, some of the signs and synchronicities that have happened to me. And like like you said, even the beginning of the book, that we are all open and this ability is available to all of us. It's something we have, I think, as humans that we cover up, that we ignore or don't listen to. And it got me thinking of a lot of a lot of signs that I've had, and I'll share one that. And I was trying to find it before our conversation. When when I was in my twenties and I was going through a very difficult time, I was living alone in this really crappy apartment, you know, very small, and I just felt like you know, just nothing was going to work out. And I remember looking up on my counter, and there was a little fortune cookie that just was kind of placed there very deliberately, and it said, "You will have a long and peaceful life." And I hadn't ate, had Chinese food in a long time. And I thought, where did this come from? 
and I kind of disregarded it. And then the next day I kind of was feeling the same way. And I looked up on the counter and there in the same place was another fortune cookie message that said something like you will be happy or whatever. Like, I can't remember the second message, but I remember getting this weird feeling like, where are these fortune cookie messages coming <laughs> from? This is not possible. And then I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a, it, this is a sign. And I felt, I felt like someone was kind of putting their arm around me. And then I thought, I can't tell anybody this. I'll think I'm nuts. But I saved the fortunes and I've had them for like 20 years and I've moved mm -hmm. all around and I put them in a little frame because no one would believe me that they were mm -hmm. there deliberately and it was folded like for me to see. And oh. I always remember that for those fortune cookies. And I wanted to, I wanted to show you, but I couldn't, I have them buried in a box because I've moved them all different places. <laughs> but I thought, wow, so someone's trying to get my attention and leave a little message for me of this fortune cookie. And so that was just one that I was remembering. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so magical when those things happen and the feeling that you get when you know this is something coming from somewhere else, right? Yes, yes. And 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 you can make things happen more often if you're very aware. You just have to wish. I have a perfect example. It was yesterday, Wednesday. Wednesday, I had an interview at nine o'clock, but I was supposed to teach a class for the first time based on my book until eight o'clock. And I was, no, I don't, I don't want to because it's the first time I teach that class. And, you know, I, I'd be very tired afterwards. And we had a lot of smoke, too, where I live. And my throat, I said, oh, my God. And so anyway, I said, oh, I wish I could postpone that, that class. Well, in the afternoon, um, four of the members called and said, could we postpone the class? Say yeah, sure, <laughs> because um, a couple of them had a friend over the weekend, and that friend came down with COVID. Oh no! That person was staying with them, so they're concerned that they would pass that on to everybody else. So I was, thank you, guys. <laughs> yes, of course we can postpone. But you see, I was, I was thinking, oh, I really wish I would postpone, and you know, I don't wish that person to have COVID, but. It's it's quite interesting sometimes. You really wish something and then it was very unlikely that it would happen, especially nowadays, because you don't hear as much about coffee. But it happened and it was, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> right? When the timing is just right. And and what you're explaining in the book is that we can encourage these experiences and these feelings to happen more. Oh, yes. And and pay more attention to them. And I as as I was reading through, I've I've read before about you know clairvoyance, clairsentience, and I really think that I'm more clairsentient. And I love that you mentioned it's something called clairalient about smelling, right? And mm -hmm. I've always noticed this. I smell sometimes. My mother was a smoker, and I'll smell sometimes the cigarette smoke when no one else is around, mm. or. Um, perfume, and I'm very sensitive to smells, and I never knew there was a word for it until recently. Yeah. Well, it's it's rarely used. I just put it there because it's a whole series. But uh, yeah, it's it's rarely used, but it is. We have the we have the physical senses, and then we have the energy energy senses that we can't see, and yet they're there. Yes, you know, feeling the presence of somebody. Well, you you. You, you you sense that somebody is here in the room. 
you know, sometimes it may happen. So all of us have um, at least one or two of these clairs. They're called the clairs because clairaudience, clairsentience, etc. Um, most of us have one or two. It's very rare to use the th three of them. Some people do, or sometimes they are blended. Sometimes um, a sound will trigger an image. So you have clear audience and clairvoyance, for instance. You, you, you know, so so it's blended sometimes, but sometimes it comes from just one sense. And would you feel where what do you think that you experience most often? Hmm. I experience maybe less for me would be smell. The rest I do I do periodically feel. I feel if there is a presence, I feel um, I can hear, I can hear. Well, it's in my mind, uh, of course. Um, clear, clairvoyance, yes, as that way. It's uh, the smell is maybe the less for me. That's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm always curious what people experience, but it's... Um... I think it's interesting for people to kind of tune in and see what do I experience most? Do I get a feeling or, um, you know, do I smell something or do I see something in my mind's eye? Like which, which is the strongest for you? And people can explore that, you know, as they read the book. And then there's so many great exercises and you must share these with your seminar participants, you know, your students that you work oh, yeah. with. Yes, yeah, and... so I even created something here around that has sent, it's something very, very useful that I'm, um, it's called my Synchronicity Journal. It's very, it's very short, but it's very concise. So you have how to choose a journal, etc. because it's important to record everything that happens uh, as soon as possible. And then, because people oftentimes don't have the time to sit down and write the whole story, also created a chart. So I give an example of the synchronicity chart right here. And each column, I give um, explanation of why these columns are there. And then I give the synchronicity chart that people can use. So they can have the date, the time, uh, the description, the thought, the feelings, what's happening at that time. So it's very, very fast. And what hopefully will happen is that when they look at that, they say, oh, that debt I had, oh, oh, it's very similar to what I had here. And and people so, can get that on your website, is that right? No, not That's yet, because I'm preparing actually um, a seminar, online seminar to start with, six to eight weeks, it's, there is a lot to cover. So that would be a handout that people would get. Uh, that I just created uh, four days ago. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that so, and then I will have also seminars, but in person. So I, I'm just starting to work all that because people ask me to teach. So I have a beta group right now I'm working with and I'm creating things like that, which I know I will probably improve, but at some point, uh, it will be part of a seminar where people will have that either download or, um, you know, just just a paper copies. Right, and then for people to stay, um, you know, up to date with 
you know, when you're going to roll all this out and have the seminar ready and they should just keep checking uh, your website. Should they go to yeah, Wings the, from Above? Or... Yes. At the website, at the very end, there is a sign up for a newsletter. In the newsletter, I will give details of what's going on because I intend to uh, give seminars probably in full. So I'm just preparing that. I'm working with that beta group, which is great because I create classes each time. And uh, one was a university professor, another one a high school teacher. So they can also help me, you know, to present things in a, in a better way than I would. Um, so that I'm also preparing uh, books for children. Parents have asked me to write a book or books for little children based on wings from above. So I'm now studying the age groups because there are ways of telling stories that is different if it's a four-year-old or an eight-year-old, for instance. The comprehension is different. So I have to create fairy tales or something that uh, that would be very a lot of fun for them, but make them feel that it's normal. What they are experiencing is normal. And then uh, more recently, some people have asked me also to create um, a book, but for teenagers. So that uh, then I would write probably a, a story, but more like a novel, a, a short novel for for teenagers. So, so all this is, <laughs> there is a lot to do, but it's, it's, uh, Makes me so happy to be able to share and help people because that, that's what it is, you know, just to not keep to myself what I have learned, but pass it on and, and try to devise ways of uh, of getting what you want as fast as possible. And there are many ways. The exercises I give, for instance, are not that complicated. I point out all the blockages too. There might be more, but at least what prevents you from uh, seeing the signs. And there are, there are quite a few right there. So if you assess each one of them and say, well, maybe this month I'm going to work on this one and, you know, or this week or whatever, uh, I think it's, it's possible. And what's very important is to remember to have fun with it. It's it is something fun. Yeah, it brings you joy. It does. You know, I love to work with these ideas and, and these kind of energies. And I mean, you've been an, an energy healer um, since 2008. And I, I can see that you're very committed to making people more aware of, you know, th this energy that's around us and, and how we can, we can benefit from kind of tuning into this. And you share a lot of these great exercises and, and things in the book. And I mean, one, I, as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, well, I kind of do this one already, or I kind of work with this. Um, but some of them, like just to share some of the things that I like to do is, you know, to take a meditative walk and to kind of be aware of your surroundings and listen to your footsteps and be aware of the colors and, and do it in silence. You know, we're so bombarded with sound. A lot of times I'll walk around, you know, listening to my, my music, my phone, or listen to podcasts, of course, but sometimes it's nice to just be quiet and mm -hmm. just try to tune in into that silence. And I also like to keep dream journals and oh. um, write write down. And even if it's a snippet of a dream and you try to remember the whole thing and sometimes that's difficult, but if I remember a piece of it or how it made me feel and then kind of look back and sometimes it makes sense later, 
you know, when you wake up and you mm-hmm. go, what was that? You know, why did I dream that? And, you know, kind of inviting your guides or people that have passed to communicate with you that way. Um, I keep trying. I, I wish I was more successful, but now that I have your book, you know, I'll be able to refer back and hopefully yeah. I'll be more successful <laughs> in yeah, having those tool, things happen. As a tool, as a tool and then uh, download the, the workbook as well. You know, that, that should help you a whole lot. And then if you or people sign up for my newsletter, I want to give some little tips gradually you know i mean i'm I'm still fairly new at all that so i'm still learning how to communicate better with people etc but my my goal is to help i mean that's that's what i really want and because it's it's within all of us i mean we we are all born with all these capabilities we just lose them and it's time now to especially now I mean, there are so many negativities around us. It's good to be able to offset all that by relearning about ourselves and finding the strength, empowering ourselves instead of letting things weigh us down. You know, it's it's so important. So that's why. And I like to do that with, with a lot of fun. It's important to reconnect with the child within and have fun with that child. It's always there, wanting to play. <laughs> right, but, giving ourselves permission, right, to do yeah. that. Yeah, but we don't need the permission. You know, it is there. And oftentimes as, as adults, we have, we, we learn to, to behave a certain way because otherwise it's not proper. That's an operating word, not proper, which is, nah. <laughs> you know, it's important to be spontaneous and, and do fun things. And now that I'm a grandma, it's great because I have a reason. And for instance, I found again the joy of jumping in water puddle. Sometimes it's, it's a bit muddy, but it's still a lot of fun. And who cares? You know, to hear my granddaughter giggle and squeal with joy, I do too. <laughs> People watch, that's not my problem. <laughs> that's worth no. it. That's so worth it. I mean, speaking of synchronicities, what do you think? Um, I mean, I know you want to reach as many people as you can with this book. And I mean, I'm a big book lover. You know, obviously, I talk to a lot of authors, but I love to go into a bookstore and then kind of see what's going to jump at me. What what book? I mean, I've had books literally fall on me and then I've got them and it's something I needed to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you hope that this book, you know, who, who do you want to, to to get this? I know you want everybody to read it. But yeah. was there someone in mind, I guess, is the question when you were well, writing the, the book? Well, the person the, who should read that book, well, uh, anybody who has experienced um, strange or weird or inexplicable events in their lives, and they want to understand why. I mean, it has happened to all of us. You know, something happened and say, where does that come from? Oh, well, I was lucky. Or, But you can't really explain. Or... They or to somebody who knows that um, or senses that deep inside they are more than um, simply um, I mean there is more than their physical body but they haven't been able to define what that means to themselves yet. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's not unusual. We feel where does that come from, and we feel there is more. We we can't explain, but we know there is more to us than just 
just is. Um, also somebody who was raised in a dogma and they feel that it was very strict. They would like to expand. And that's also maybe a good way. The way I present it, it doesn't go against any dogma at all. When I call guides, it could be God, it could be whoever, whoever you feel is guiding you. But sometimes dogmas can be very, very strict. And some people would like to expand beyond, you know, the, the, the guidelines that, that they are given. So that's also, you know, people who would be perfect for my book because I, I don't... Uh, I don't criticize anybody. I mean, anybody's belief to me is right if the person is happy about it and is a good person. So whatever people believe in, I'm just fine with that. They should continue because it makes them very good people. I mean, good human being. Um, and anyone who feels that things don't happen by chance and they want to explore how and why events might even be uh, related. You know, like you were saying something happened and here and something happened. And somehow there is a relation, but why, how? So that can give you a little insight in something you have to do. Um, right. Anyone who has also a strong sense of intuition or instincts and want to develop it. You know, some people feel that they feel things, but they can't explain and they, they, they'd like to know better how to to use that that ability. They know they have inside, but they don't know where to start. And um, anyone who wants to better understand how they relate to the universe so they can achieve more meaningful and joyful lives. Basically, that uh, it will empower the people to, to 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 choose and to get a life that is much more uh, joyful and uh, and and they can get happiness. Well, I think it's going to help a lot of people, and it's great that you said that it's really uh, not going to interfere with anybody's spiritual beliefs. I mean, I would think to really touch this part of yourself and open yourself up to these uh, synchronicities is only going to make you closer to whatever God or spirit that, that you believe, you know, mm -hmm. closer to the universe. <laughs> or, yeah, whatever word is yeah, right. Whatever's or, right. And, and some people, um, some people use a certain word and, and that's fine with me as long as it makes them happy and who they are, you know, and they have a beautiful soul and I'm just fine. Well, I really appreciate you sharing this book with me and with all of our podcast listeners. And the fun thing about podcast is you, you never know who's going to come across this. Maybe it'll be synchronistically showing up in someone's feed and they'll be listening to it. It could be someone all, all over the world. So I, I like to think the tentacles are going out there and uh, and reaching the people that need to hear it, you know, and need to explore these ideas. So yes. thank you so much, Lillianne. And oh. I just want to remind people again, the website winksfromabove.com and the book is available, uh, Amazon, wherever you can get your, your books would be amazing. And also, if you like this podcast, leave me a review, like, and share. I would love that wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and also check out the other podcasters on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. 
I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.